0: So, Screeters, why do some people hate Christmas? Why do some people love it? Which are you? I have a feeling that many of the Christmas spirit <laughs> in the Screeters is low and vengeful. But maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I do know that today is December 19th, 2018. A Wednesday. I am Jason Hobbs, and this is Random Screed. Hey Jason, it's Matt.
1: Um, Yes, I am trying to go full lumberjack with my beard. What I wanted to call in today about, uh, I had to deal with some of the things you've been talking about for all of your 100 episodes, and you constantly are a proponent of emergent play. And I'm not sure you've completely defined that anywhere, maybe I just missed it, but the definition I've been going with is the adventure is redefined through the play. And I don't know if that matches up with what you think it is, but that's kind of the definition that I work with, and I'm curious how you reconcile that with having the desire to have a defined campaign campaign of set session numbers. You know, how do those two things work together?
0: All right, talk to you later, man. Matt Jackson of Matt Random dropping a bomb. A big question. A couple of them, really. What is emergent play, and how do you have emergent play with a session or a campaign that you know is going to say last six months, like Edwin's? Uh, First off, emergent play would be the idea of the story being discovered at the table it isn't uh started fin and wrought in stone and decided upon by the gm ahead of time usually i think it's more common in uh hex crawl type play where most of the stuff is just there's no backgrounds you're playing a bx type game Characters don't have uh, backstories, and everything you learn about the character really is learned uh, at the table during play. It's not something that's just decided by the player or the GM. Sometimes it is, but not always. This is kind of a new idea for me, because I would say most of my play for the majority of my life was not emergent play. It was, you know, your normal campaign play. Uh, I am a huge proponent of it. I'm not exactly sure what you meant by your definition, but hopefully my definition helped. So what I did is I asked the GM of that campaign what he did in order to keep player agency, which is obviously highly important in uh, emergent play, um, and be able to finish in a given time. And he said uh, an interesting little article or thought process Uh, He had a few ideas, so he was using Whisper and Venom, which is by Lesser Gnome, uh, which is by Zach Glazar and Edwin Nagy, uh, both who are now employed at uh, Frog God Games. So his thought process was he is going to use a setting, and then he's basically going to keep throwing stuff at the players until they decide what they're going to do. And what they're going to latch onto and go forward with. Which is very similar uh, to the idea that I use for Kalmata Where I don't start any given session uh, with an idea. I shouldn't say it like that. When I started the campaign, there was no backstory. There were a lot of different factions that letting them go... They're all going to interact with whatever happens uh, through the characters. There's very rarely going to be an NPC adventure party doing anything. I take most of my hints from Ben Robbins, the master of the uh, West Marches articles, basically. The guy who wrote West Marches, he also wrote Microscope and uh, a few other games. And his information can be found at uh, ArsLudi, the blog, A-R-S-L-U-D-I. Search for that in West Marches and you'll find Ben. Uh, The idea being that the home base is safe. uh, The play is outside of town. And the players drive the play. And the GM doesn't, you know doesn't have npc parties basically uh because we really want the characters to drive the stories and now the idea of a large character base is important to this type of story uh, because if you just have one group going through then it's just a regular campaign whereas if you have multiple groups that are banding and disbanding you kind of have a different feeling of what's going on there's a feeling of competition there's an idea of wanting to get out and get the treasure sooner uh There's kind of a more of an every-man-for-themselves type of feeling. Or or there should be. I haven't really experienced that myself. Uh, I hope that helps. The idea basically being, all right, I have a setting. This is what my setting looks like. I'm going to let what the players do create the story or discover the stories together, which uh, in turn basically comes out as emergent play, meaning... The story emerges through play. It isn't decided upon beforehand, during prep, or any of those things. So, Matt, I hope that helps. Hi, Jason.
1: It's John from Red Dice Diaries. I'm just calling in because I was thinking about the Kalmata game, and I was listening to you. Answering some of Colin's voicemail messages. And I know you've talked about being frustrated with players like not doing stuff with their characters, etc. Now, I've previously tried to run a sort of West Marches style game, and it sort of fizzled and dissipated because the, like, the players weren't proactive enough, basically. I was wondering if someone wanted to set up a, a sort of West Marches Kalmata style game what advice would you give to someone doing that, since you're obviously being quite successful running the Kalmata game? I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. I think your advice would be really useful for anyone who wants to do that sort of game. Thanks very much. Enjoying the podcast. Hope to speak to you soon.
0: All right. Thanks for calling in, John, from Red Dice Diaries. Also the player of Lorik Smelt River uh, of uh, Kalmata. Matt Jackson is also the player of Snorri Brittleshins, uh, which we haven't seen a lot of, but we have seen. As for West March's game, as I mentioned previously, ours, Luddi, Ben Robbins, really the creator of West Marches. Um, man, I don't even know if I'm the best person to ask. Like I mentioned uh, in the last episode, I already rage quit a group. Rage quit might be strong, but kind of fits our purposes. I rage quit another group which was a Kamata Hangout, which basically had a lot of my best online friends in it. (laughs) So there you go. There's a precursor or uh, some foreshadowing to uh, what's going on in the vinyl couch. As for the West Marches itself, I don't know if I am that good at it. Uh, I do know that there are a lot of pitfalls that can occur, and one of them really being players driving uh, the story. Players by nature and uh, historically, as far as I know, don't like to do a lot of work. In some ways, that's why they play uh, BX or more OSR, trad type games because they don't have to. They don't have to do backstories. All they have to do is click a button to get a random generated character, or sit down, and go. And that's what they want to stay as, but that will not uh, sustain a West March's campaign. Uh, West Westmarch's campaign is really set up for the players to gather the group. Uh, They're responsible for deciding what their goal is for the session and talking to the GM about it. And so the GM can actually have some idea or roll up encounters or situations ahead of time uh, to save some time at the table. So I've really been pushing this on my online games and it kind of created a problem because the players that had been playing it most recently for a long period of time, not to the OSR Anchorites group, uh, but the other group that I highlighted many, many times on my YouTube channel, Come Out Alive channel, they had a particular way they wanted to play and they weren't sure they really wanted to change the way they were playing by signing up a week ahead of time, maybe shifting up their group a little bit, um, which in many ways was just me being dumb because if I look back over the number of people that played in that game, it was actually pretty high. So it was kind of a non-entity as far as I know now. Uh, But I know that was one of the problems because they felt like they were losing the camaraderie that exists from a group that plays together a lot. But that also isn't true. If we look at the uh, OSR Anchorites International Kalmata game that John plays in, in three sessions there have been ten different players. So that's a lot. It's a six-max game and ten different players in three sessions. That's shifting the player base easily enough. And if I can get that much in any game, I'll be ecstatic. Uh, I don't know if that answers your question. I hope that's some help. Uh, I think the main things to remember are, like I mentioned previously, uh, force adventure outside of the town. Uh, hopefully, the players will actually latch on to something that will then uh, push their specific agenda. Not necessarily a group's agenda, but an individual player's agenda. And so, there's tons and tons and tons of stuff. That can go down and that players can latch on to and actually be interested in for their specific session now if all they do is sit down with the idea i'm going to accumulate as much treasure as i can and much xp as quickly as possible then they're really not having much of an emergent story are they and that's one of my beefs if you're not going to think about your character a little bit and engage in the story aspect of what's going on around you and all you want to do is uh kill things and take their stuff you're really missing out on a large aspect of emergent play so i hope that helps man these are some long thought-provoking questions that really should have been answered as a (laughs) topic on their own
2: hello mr hobbs this is craig brasco calling in um I totally agree with you that the uh, OSR-slash-BX-type game is in favor of an emergent play. That's because I think newer editions of the game have a lot of landmarks. They're kind of predetermined for your character, or at least highly encouraged, whereas BX, there's very few outside of a experience chart. So a good game will have a lot of cooperative play in terms of hey, you guys are doing this, and this character has these goals. Throw in some carousing tables and uh, fun stuff like that, and you've got uh, really rounded-out characters that are fun to play. Definitely. So, yes, I totally agree. Mr. Hobbs, this is Craig Brasco again. Elves, elves, elves. Yeah, dude. So, here's the thing. Elves, to me, BX, Tolkien, input slash moorcock alignment slash vance magic system slash we really love chainmail etc etc clerics blah 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 so it's this mishmash of stuff so naturally using those uh narrative elements of like elves hobbits dwarves that brings in a big crowd so yeah you're going to get munchkins because if you know anything about the stories elves are badasses that's pretty much the deal Guess what? Uh, Games Workshop made it worse because elves and Warhammer are stupid overpowered. So do what you're doing. Rewrite the story. Use the narrative elements to hook in your players, but say, hey, this is, this is what elves really are. Uh, stop munchkinning in my game. That's pretty awful. So I like what you're doing, bro. See ya.
0: A twofer from the man himself, Craig Brasco. So, <laughs> when I first saw that second uh, message entitled Elves, 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 I really thought I was going to get a parody song from Girls, Girls, Girls. Uh, I'm not sure what that would sound like. Rum, rum, elves, 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 long legs and burgundy lips, elves, 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 where players, fingertips. Ah, anyway, so as Brasco was saying, um, you can really get some emergent play from the carousing and a lot of the things I've mentioned. And I think we talk about it a lot on Hex Talk. so check that out. Um, elves, man, it's like it's bringing up this specious discussions. I actually saw someone complaining on Twitter about people writing new games still and calling the different species races. So just that language of using the term races as opposed to species uh, is getting some people's dander up. I'm telling you guys, uh, you can't just play games anymore no matter how you want to because it's creating its own issues. The best thing you can do is maybe try and embrace it and explain what you got going on and go from there. I don't know, man. Communication. Communication's always the key, people. Communication. I'm singing a lot. Look out.
2: Campaign suggestions. We could continue the other dust. That would be kind of neat. I think uh, your regulars and I have been talking about a
0: one-e game, inspired by Greyhawk Wars. Potentially, um, we could also revive some old. Eberon stuff with the Shano uh, Detective agency That was always really fun With yourself and a sidekick Or a group uh, I had a good couple story arcs That we never got to finish All right. Oh by the way this is Carl If you don't recognize the voice Glad to be participating again It's been kind of busy for me Take it easy Carl Rodriguez the mastermind In the house Thanks for calling in Carl and thanks for these campaign ideas, I want to play all of those things. But for the knots, as you are aware, after the big blow-up, there is uh, maybe a lot of room for playing games. Although I think we're all going to still keep playing games. A lot of people seem like they're taking a backseat from playing Come Out Alive. And my Wednesday game is finished up. Um, maybe I don't have a Tuesday game maybe i can just run calmata more if i actually get more people involved in the game if you are interested in playing calmata uh two dollar patronage at uh patron forward slash osrn Hobbs will get you into the calmata community which is currently at google plus and we need to move it somewhere else which gives you the opportunity to play as often as you want to get games going and as far as my schedule permits I would say I almost always play at least weekly and I have weekends all over the place open and I also have many, many weeknights open. Uh, I'm interested in playing a lot of different games. If someone wants to run a supers game for me with almost any system, I would be willing to try it. I want to play them all and I want to do a long pass of that on Hobbs & Friends. Same thing with uh, any sci-fi setting or what the fuck, fantasy setting. Holy cow. I think we're on to something here. Let's play games with Hobbs and friends. Let's do it. Do it.
3: Hey, Jason. It's Cody. Um, I guess what made these past few sessions of Kalmata more meaningful to me was um, I think I I took a little bit of time to kind of actually think about my character and pay more attention to the parts of the game that I don't normally pay attention to, like um, well, we didn't do any role-playing last time, but um, just just thinking about things like uh, where he's from, what he actually should act like, um, things like that, which I think have helped inform how I play the character, um, which in turn led to a uh, more meaningful sessions. so um, yeah, like right now I'm trying to figure out how I can deal with this lycanthropy, but at the same time I also want to be starting up like a bank or a vault or, you know, something, and I also kind of want to take down the Gilded Lily, so I've got all these things that I want my character to do, um, whereas before I would just move to part two, so before um, I started thinking about this, I would I felt like I was just kind of going through the motions. I would just show up to the game. I would, you know, do whatever. I would just do whatever the party was doing, um, like kill guys and take their stuff or, you know, essentially being a murder hobo, um, which is fine, I guess. But um, it didn't lead to like meaningful play. I think it was just like trying to get stuff to level up my dude. And, yeah, so I think this way, um, or I think going forward, I'm going to be more mindful of how he would actually act and um, kind of move these, I don't want to say story bits, but move the, his own, you know, push his own agenda. So, anyway, um, keep it up, man, and I'll catch you later. So before... I started thinking about this, I would, I felt like I was just kind of going through the motions. I would just show up to the game. I would, you know, do whatever. I would just do whatever the party was doing, Um, like kill guys and take their stuff or, you know, essentially being a murder hobo, um, which is fine, I guess, but um, it didn't lead to like meaningful play. I think it was just like trying to get stuff to level up my dude. And yeah, so I think this way, um, or I think going forward, I'm going to be more mindful of how he would actually act and um, kind of move these, I don't want to say story bits, but move the, his own, you know, push his own agenda. So anyway, um, keep it up, man, and I'll catch you later.
0: Let's let Cody's story lead us into the vinyl couch and a status report. All right. So, yeah, in one week's time, I rage quit two different groups of people that uh, if you added them all together, I've been gaming with them more years than I've been born. So there, that's weird. And most of it's been online. So that means I've been playing with these guys for quite a while online. What happened? Why would I leave these groups? What is going on? First and foremost, I'm bipolar and I have the seasonal annual depression, SAD. And guess what? This is smack dab in the middle of feeling like a piece of poop. Uh, Intermix that with occasional hypercyclic mania. And you got one crazy mofo, people. And I have no patience. I can't seem to keep my mind focused long enough to actually come up with a complicated... Detailed answer to questions. All I am is like this big ball of feeling uh, And all this crazy energy that I don't know where to focus or how to so that really spells a lot of shitty time being around Hobbs (laughs) And that's a fact I feel better today Um, there's been a lot of stress lately just in my life in general like the real job two mortgages two court cases all these things mean a lot of flipping money that i don't have so it's really been crazy at my house but like i say i'm feeling better and i should say that let's move on so I'm about as imperfect and flawed as a person can be. I also wear my heart on my sleeve, and I am WYSIWYG. What you see is what you get. So when I got more people getting into Kalmata and I love that idea, I really felt like the player base was enlarging, and I could make it into a real West Marches campaign, and I could get people to do exactly what Cody is saying. I've been complaining for months that no one is doing that all they are doing is kind of showing up and coasting and not doing a players due diligence which means take some time figure out who your character is what they I don't mean hours I mean 10 minutes before the game starts follow up on what you got do your own player notes because in a West Marches campaign the GM is not responsible for keeping track of what your character does your player is responsible and if they're smart they'll share that information with other people Uh, if they don't want to do that that's their prerogative but people won't find out and you'll end up losing track of everything and that's how you just become a murder hobo which is okay there are people that all they want to do is drink beer and eat pretzels and be entertained well a west marches game really isn't that sort of game it can be. There are always going to be some people that are going to be just tag-alongs and whatever's going on with the schedule they can make, they'll make. But I almost guarantee you that if there were really 60 active players, the players that are going to be want, asked to continue to play and go out on groups are those players who are involved and bring something to the table. Sometimes that thing is going to be experience, right? Veterans. Where the fuck is this road? Uh, other times, it's going to be knowledge. You've been around for a while. And a lot of times, those things are going to go hand-in-hand hand for a long-time player and a more powerful character that survived longer. So that's kind of what the Kalmata problem was. As far as the other problem was, it was more of me trying to get an entire group to be more proactive and less reactive and really come up with what they were going to do and plan it and go crazy. And uh, it just didn't work out overall lesson here people is don't burn bridges with your friends especially when you know you got some mental issues and you know they will lie to you during conversation especially when you're feeling frustrated even if it's not the topic at hand your frustration is often going to show through and uh i mean that's acceptable with your friends but it's not acceptable you know not to allow them to talk back to you and just leave a conversation and basically not be involved anymore Cause I mean that's kind of shitty, so don't do that. Uh, I, I we had a lot of interaction here about what emergent play is and how West March's style games can bring out emergent play. I think the big takeaway for me is the reason some GMs like West March's is because it's really putting the onus of play on the players. So some players aren't going to want to take that time, but you get in what you put out. So if you want to have a great game, be a great player. You know what I'm saying? In other words, it's better to burn out than to fade away.